Hello and welcome to You Me and the Economy. A place for news views and all that is happening in the arena of finance and economy. Curated by the Center for Financial Accountability. Hello. This episode of You Me and the Economy is part 1 of the series produced in collaboration with the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation. In this episode, you'll be listening to Professor Sunanda Sen, who's an economist and a retired professor from the Jawaharlal Nehru University. In this episode, she'll be elaborating on her understanding of the global financial architecture and the positionality of the BRICS block in it. So what is financial architecture? You know, all my life I have taught uh, international finance, but I really cannot tell you what is uh, what is behind you know what why do they why do we call it financial architecture i think to decipher it well it means that one has to look at the flow of finance which is coming from different sources and also different channels and where they are going so the flow of finance where they are coming from and where they are reaching out and then under what conditions now in this we find that one group of countries uh not sorry it is not the group of country but one group of institutions have been formed since the beginning of the bretton woods period which are known as international financial institutions it includes all of us know imf and the world bank uh, and uh, in particular and they provide finance from time to time to the member nations but on very strict conditional uh, clauses uh, that apart we find the international financial architecture it also includes the role of one major country which is us economy the us dollar you know has been the vehicle behind much of the flow of finance because most of the trade and finance is conducted it is invoiced it is flowing in uh, and uh, in a, uh, it is numer- uh, actually it is uh, if you count it it is all in us dollar so us dollar had been the main vehicle behind the transaction demand for finance transaction demand for trade transaction demand for you know sending out capital or receiving capital and also one other important thing that you know much of the flow now financial flow i have to emphasize this is uh, related not to the real economy and that's why you know we are forming this group the people's forum because people are it is not reaching out to the people to the jobs to employment uh to output and so on but no it is reaching out in a different direction to the stock market to the financial speculation so these things have to be deciphered in order to i think if we want to understand the financial flow now about brics what is what is brics brics how was it formed when it for the origin very strangely enough it goes back to the to the financial company goldman sachs where its manager you know it, it discovered four countries without south africa you know he discovered that these are the four countries which have a large market and uh, therefore you know it is a potentially good place for uh, trading and so on that's all the finance ministers they met each other and they offered whatever they could uh, 
they could donate to the uh, uh, BRICS Foundation. And the four, found, the four institutions, or rather three institutions which were formed, includes one development bank, the new development bank. It also includes uh, something like a um, currency reserve fund. If there is a balance of payments crisis, uh, it's for that, CRF. And also one, the last one, the third one, it includes the AIIF, which means the investment, uh, the, the arrangement for one particular bank, which will provide money for in, in, uh, investment, you know, investment in infrastructure, that is the double I. So the investment and infrastructure bank also was framed. So between these, no, let me ask uh, myself, you know, what did they want to achieve? They wanted to achieve, this is a very important point, they wanted to achieve some kind of a uh, separate identity from the dollarized world. They wanted to de-dollarize the world economy, the world of finance, and therefore, NDB will, uh, it was assumed that the NDB will be lending not in dollars, but in other currencies, and like that, the other two also. Did they achieve much in de-dollarization, number one? And did, did they achieve much in, in uh, getting close to development on a sustainable basis? They didn't, they didn't spell out the sustainability and so on in terms of climate, etc. No. But they said, you know, on a sustainable, on a continuing basis, can development be achieved? So the two goals, sustainable development on a uh, uh, development and also a new financial architecture. And to repeat, this new financial architecture, it includes these three institutions, which are all out to de-dollarize, which are aiming to replace dollar by their own currencies. Now, at one time, some years back, this was held in Goa, where uh, I forwarded one suggestion that, you know, let there be trading and other transactions in local currency. Why not? And uh, there is a small paper in Economic and Political Weekly and so on. But uh, now this local currency, if that is the vehicle of transaction of trade as, as well as finance, as well as capital flow, then, you know, it will mean a very different world altogether in terms of finance. It, it will not have all the time, you know, invoices um, reported in dollar. You will not have the portfolio flows, you know, the speculative flows. They are coming from the um, FIIs, the financial institutions all over. They are all in dollar today. So they, they expected that by changing, by replacing dollar a little bit, you know, this can be a different world. But this local currency arrangement, it was, it was a, not totally accepted. China wanted, China naturally wanted RMB, the RMB, to be the vehicle of currency. But other countries did not accept. Whether, you know, it is right or wrong, I don't go into that. But very naturally, China is the largest economy in this group. And China had the resources. Even today, it has a lot of resources and high rate of growth. Now, these three countries, these uh, four, uh, five countries, 
these countries, the BRICS countries, also achieve something like, you know, if you look at their growth rate, China and India are one of the top uh, uh, growing countries in recent times. And also we find after the global financial crisis, the average growth of the BRICS countries has been much higher than what has been happening in the OECD. In other words, OECD has been growing at a much lower rate compared to the BRICS countries. So then, you know, this is also another achievement, I think. Now, de-dollarization, however, could not happen because of the fact that the multinational corporations, very often, they lead the, you know, invoicing and they lead the trade and uh, so on, you know, it is very difficult. It is very difficult to displace dollar in terms of invoicing of commodities, also invoicing of currencies, you know, invoicing in the sense when capital flows, what do you do? When capital flows from one financial institution to one particular country, that financial institution will prefer to pay in dollar, to lend in dollar, and also to be paid back in dollar because dollar uh, well is still uh, the major currency which is circulating and for that reason once again there's a huge amount of speculation on the value of the dollar because you know if dollar goes up those who are holding dollar they will gain they will profit and that kind of thing and these are some of the issues which which cannot be i, I should not say cannot be but but which which could not be uh, tackled uh, with the brics we find that some of the countries however are trying to replace dollar by gold in their foreign exchange reserve yes that is noticeable and however we find even with the ndb which runs according to the proportion of, uh, you know, which can lend in proportion to the initial donation of these BRICS countries. Now, we find, you know, I have uh, just uh, noticed it and I was surprised that the amount which is transacted from the NDB in local currency like RMB, it is one-fifth of the amount transacted in dollar. So what what remains you know the ndb has not been achieved you know if the ndb is now lending in terms of dollar the BRICS, when it was formed well it is uh, sub subscribed by nations and the representatives did not include people the representatives included the finance ministers even today our finance minister goes to represent india and similarly, in all your countries, the, the uh, very high top officials in the finance ministry, you know, they are responsible, they will come and they will negotiate. But they, they can they really realize always, they do realize, they should realize, but is it that they are also bringing up, you know, they are also discussing the issues which relate to the people the misery, the, uh, the starvation, the hunger uh, index in which India is rather low. So these have been happening that the BRICS had been rather, uh, you know, rather uh, casual about people's representation. So if I now have to final, uh, if I now finish by saying, what would you like to have? What would I like the People's Forum to suggest to the BRICS? I think 
One is rethinking of goals. You know, it is certainly dollar, uh, de-dollarization, replacing dollar, and uh, a few other things, you know, sustainable development goal. But it should also bring in the, the sustainable development should specifically address the climate issue. Short of that, we cannot discuss development. And the second one, which I think it should be represented by people and not just by the finance ministers. Okay, thank you very much.